The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. As always, walking in sunshine here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9.09 as we get underway with hour number three of our Friday show. Hour number three of our last show before a big, long four-day weekend. Uh, you don't have a lot planned? I don't really have a lot planned, actually, either, except I'll probably have some hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff, but that's about it. I notice you always say those things in the plural. What do you mean? Hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh, yeah, well, Not was, like I have a hot dog and maybe a hamburger. Well, John, you've been at lunch with him many times. What are you talking I know, about? but it just it <laughs> continues to amaze me. It would be foolish <laughs> to have a hot dog. A hot dog is just enough to get you... You know, I know this, you know some of those hot dogs are pretty darn big, Howard. Yeah, uh, like Generations is that's a meal in and of itself. Pete's too, and that is why whenever I go to Generations, <laughs> I order the full Pete Rose, which is two. What is that like thirteen dollars or something for? That? No, actually, I think the two of them together, I think is nine ninety nine. For Which a is hot not dog. dog, but these are times two. I know they're, they're big hot dogs. These are uh, quarter pounder, I guess, basically, right? What they are, and they are after the bowl, or maybe if he's trying to cut back a cup of soup of the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, soup and, and those, you know. and you have to be Bob. You've got to you know, tell people the truth. I almost always say I really should only eat one. You always say that, Howard, but you always whoop down too. <laughs> then I always eat. Then I always order. They ought to call that when later that night you see him out. You know, he's with Nancy out at Red Lobster with the, you know, the Butterfest. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to Mike instead of the calling it the Pete Rose. I think they ought to call it the Ernie Banks. Let, let's play too. <laughs> um, so yes, I do say hot dogs, and well, not only because I will have more than one at a time. But because it's a four-day weekend, I will have hot dogs probably every day. When did the 4th of July fall on a Tuesday become a four-day weekend? I, mean, I don't State know. employees hey, hey, get John, the day John, off. John. I don't know, but I like it. You guys get the day off. I, I, I mean, you know, not only is – so the governor must have made a call and said, my buddy Howard needs Monday off along with the state employees because <laughs> he's now in my, back, in my back pocket. Come on, Howard. <laughs> so, yeah, the governor did just say, well, I'm going to give you all goodness, goodness for the state employees. You're going to get another – and I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that he's running for Senate and is hoping that people, think, 100%. Po- people <laughs> think positively about him for giving him an extra And that's day. coming off of just, you know, two days off last week for, of course, one was a federal holiday with Juneteenth and then the state birthday, you know, state's birthday. Uh, on, yeah, that was on a long week. June 20th, it was a four-day four four day weekend too? as yeah, well, exactly. yeah. So, and I think there was I, the, the Metro News story, which I don't have here in front of me, I think it says the th- third time this year that he's given him a four-day weekend. Yeah, there was, I think, I don't remember where February or something like that. Yeah, so, so. must be nice. But you, I, what, what's your? I, I work, yeah. you know. <laughs> in my line of work, the news doesn't the stop. The newsman's <laughs> job is never done. You know, I, the I, news doesn't end. I, I don't know about radio. Apparently, Mondays, <laughs> it doesn't happen on July 3rd. No, it's just that we we turn things over to Chris Lawrence and uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary Hudasek, and they, they will take care of things for us while we are gone. That's it does make for, you know, for, for the regular working folks, it does make, you know, that Tuesday holiday does kind of make an awkward if you have to positioning where you, you work, work Monday, Monday off Monday, Tuesday, that's, that's really it, it's hard. really not a uh, 
it's not much of a benefit. Yeah, it, uh, but then again, remember the Fourth of July isn't intended to be a benefit. It's intended to be. No, uh, well, you're right, a 100%. Of patriotism. It, it is. You're right, and I think that's a great thing for all of us to remember this year in particular, but every year. But you know, as we continue to fight over the, the direction and future of our country, you know, let's go back to what makes us unique. What makes us, you know, the the the. Uh, the shining city on the hill for for the rest of the world and and i think people uh, can you know, sometimes forget we still are what everyone strives for in so many ways you know other countries may laugh and chide us because we argue over nonsensical things but they all want to be here or, or many of them want to be here at least i i, I won't even ask the question because i asked bob and he got angry because he said well of course i am I won't even ask the question, are you patriotic? Of sure, course of course, patriotic. yeah. I will ask the question, what does it mean to be patriotic? I think that's something that we That's a great question. We disagree about. Not yeah. I, but I mean, it, yeah. there's disagreement. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, for, for some people it means, well, you know, always standing. My country, right or wrong. Right, it, yeah, for certain. You know, for me, patriotism means, uh, you know, being patriotic means, uh, it, I mean, I love the ability, obviously my job, to be able to air my grievances against the government because government is imperfect. It is, you know, as we always strive to form this perfect union, you know, it's messy. And if we don't have ways to petition our government, uh, you know, w without fear of reprise, then we don't have much of a country, at least as we've, you know, as it was envisioned 200 and, you know, 50 almost years ago now. Um, and so, I think that's that's a great thing for all of us to remember that you know no matter the the, the strife and division we that we feel there is now whether it's real or imagined or being foisted upon us, um, you know it, it at the core we're all here because we enjoy our freedoms we enjoy liberty the the ability to be you know to pursue happiness you know all of those things that are spelled out right from the day this country was founded. And I think that's, that's just something important to remember. You know, when we, when we go into Ohio, we don't have to show our papers. You know, right. we, don't, you know we, we have the freedom to move about as we want, to do what we want. Unless you're in a pandemic. Well, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah. But, uh, but hey, there's lots of, lots of interesting stuff to talk about today. That, uh, but uh, patriotism to me is um, being true to the principles mm -hmm. of the country. Again, there are people who believe, and I respect their belief, I disagree with my country right or wrong. It doesn't make any difference, you know, but I, I'm a, I believe the principles of the country. And that includes acknowledging sometimes our country sure. is wrong. Sure. It includes our ability to speak up and to speak out and um, without too much fear of reprisal. Yeah, you know, and here just recently the, you know, the, the original um, leaker of the Pentagon Papers passed away just here recently. And, you know, that those are the, you know, things like that are important moments in our country's history that sometimes get lost because now again it's all about these social issues that we right. that we get caught up in and you know which maybe are just there as a distraction depending on how you want to look at it you know our government is not per, you know it, it's just not it's ran by by people um, so um, 30, 34% of the people said they're very patriotic mm -hmm. and 36% somewhat so that's that's a pretty good number but Nine percent said they're not at all patriotic. There's a lot of people who that I come across that, that have shame for this country and I don't quite understand it. You know, uh, again, we're, we're not perfect. You know, uh, we, we have done shameful. We things. We have done very shameful things, and 
and it's good to remember and to learn and you know for the sole fact that we don't return to those days again that we you know we do our best to understand why we should never go back to you know to, to certain events in our in our country's history um, you know but again when you look at who we are as a people uh, all these different ethnic and cultural backgrounds coming together and making it work that's pretty darn impressive and and uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And you use the word shame to me. Uh, I don't think that's going to fly. Disappointed, heavily disappointed, confused. But to be shamed, I'm either pointing north or south. You got Canada this way. You got Mexico that way. If you're that, if you feel that way, why are you still here? I was. I, yeah. I, I think it was shameful we did the uh, Japanese Americans during World War II. Sure, that was shameful. Sure. Um, now it, 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 we make mistakes. It was a mistake. I think slavery was shameful. Even though most you of know, our founding fathers were slaves, sure. I mean, it doesn't mean that I hold it against the no. country today. But I, 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 I find it. You know what we did those to, the, to the native tribes out, out west was yeah, was pretty too. shameful. Just you know, mass you know, just desiccated their their lands and their way of life. And um, you know, talking about shame, and we, let's get into some some news stories here. And there was a lot of shame last night, huh? Stuff, but well, I want to do that in a minute, but. Let's talk about the shame and freedom of Larry Householder. Oh, Larry, that's what this is. Okay, you had some chicken scratch up here. This and is like household, house, householder, householder. Okay, I want to talk because we did, we get a chance to talk about it earlier. Yeah, uh, former speaker, Ohio of the house, speaker of the house, yeah. um, unbelievably powerful politician in Ohio, manipulated, uh, and we know this by court decisions, mm-hmm. and certainly it was clear he manipulated a lot of the way legislation was sure. was done in Ohio, and of course then was found guilty not long. Twenty years in prison. Twenty years, yeah, that was. He's uh, sixty-four. That's uh, that's uh, that's a long. Quite point. frankly, um, I, I have no sympathy for him at all. No, he, it, it, you know, he deserves that. Uh, I'd like to say he deserves a public flogging, but that's maybe a bit much. But you know, he he violated the most basic thing that we ask of our politicians, and that's to, to be trustful, to be honest, to be to represent the people. You know, uh, and they all do it. He did it to the level where it obviously became an issue, um, and he's going to go to jail for you know uh, at least half that time, if not more. Um, he strikes me as the kind of guy, and I, I well, I guess I do mean this pejoratively. I don't think he'll do well in prison. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. And and at sixty four, and he's you know his health can't be the greatest. He's a, he's a uh, um, but you know just to to knowingly, willingly, callously um, accept bribes, you know, push legislation that benefited companies that were paying him. Uh, it, he he well-deserved sentence, 100%. And I, I was skimming through all my papers here. I had an article, a copy of an article from someone about the householder sentencing, and the judge was about as tough as you could possibly get in his language towards mm-hmm. him to, you know, basically you have disrespected your office and the people and you don't deserve a single break i mean he the judge was really really tough on him. and at some time i I firmly believe there's got to be an accounting with first energy there has to be more of an accounting with what there's been so far you know they continue to to, you know anytime you write you know there's a story or an editorial and i've talked with papers across ohio and ours you know they they love to send out you know and and try to point out everything that you did wrong um you know typically just don't engage but you know the, the wrong started with with their lobbyists their relationship with householder 
you know, asking for and receiving favors. And, you know, there needs to be an accounting for that at some point. And we tend to think of this as an Ohio story, but the first energy bleeds sure. over into West, West Virginia, Virginia as well. And other states, yeah. And, you know, it's not, uh, again, big story, um, uh, a result that I guess I probably wasn't expecting it to be quite that severe. I thought he'd get a slap on the wrist. Um, but, you know, when we look at uh, other, you know, we look at Bob Nay, and, you know, what Bob did is you say nothing. Again, he violated the public's trust, but not to, the, not to this extent. I mean, you know, what, uh, what Larry Householder did in his position as Speaker of the Ohio House is, you know, as we see, it's worth a 20-year prison sentence. And he – oh, here, here's the start I was looking for. And he um, – he did it to his own personal sure. financial sure. aggrandizement. 100%. I mean, to a large, large percent. Mm-hmm. I, this, um, I did find this article. I'm just going to find the uh, – the judge called him uh, a bully with a lust for power yeah. whose scheme marked an assault on democracy, the betrayal of everyone in Ohio. Uh, Householder said as he was <coughs> speaking his own defense of the sentencing uh, that – he said, well, every ounce of energy I had was to make life better for others. <laughs> yeah. And the judge read, Bob, the judge read him some lines that he himself, Larry Householder, used. He said, wait a minute. You are the one who said, and this is in court, if you're going to F with me, I'm going to F with your kids. We can F with him later. F him till he's dead. The judge said, I don't believe that is exactly someone giving every ounce of energy to make life better for others. I mean, this judge yeah, was— Others would be like his family. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. you know, this judge was just really, well, really irritating. You know, it—and this goes back to just, uh, you know, as we talk about just a minute ago, our country and our system of government, this is where the imperfect part comes in. And part of the reason why is that someone like Larry Householder, and there are many others, they are career politicians, they rise through the ranks, amass— a lot of power and a lot of influence, and they go unchecked. Unfortunately, you know, uh, the free press that you and I so lovingly represent um, is not as strong as it used to be because mm-hmm. of tech companies and many other, you know, changing habits of people who just don't want to engage with, with news as much anymore, especially local and community news. And so, you know, someone like Larry Householder, you know, he almost goes unchecked in Columbus. You know, sure. Columbus, you look at Columbus, the Associated Press used to have a bureau of like seven people covering the state house in Ohio, but they were based in Columbus. You know, now they, I don't think they have anyone, or they may have one. They might have one, I think. Yeah, yeah one at most. It. And so the, the level of scrutiny for anything anyone does in Columbus or Charleston or you know, any other state in this country, I mean, those, those surveys come out every few years, state house coverage is has taken a beating because, you know, just because of the changing uh, landscape of, of, uh, of our economy and how we get back to this point where not only, you know, uh, the people, uh, free and independent press, are able to hold government officials accountable, but, you know, that the people follow through on the back end because, again, as we see now with our governor and with other politicians across the country, you know, even when tough stories come out, 
Uh, fake news doesn't matter. News, you know, just go on. It doesn't matter. I was th all of the concerns you brought up about the problem with the press, the, the technical problems, financial sure. issues, so yeah. there is at, at, uh, certainly at the root of a lot of that still is mm -hmm. now people just don't believe us. That's right, that's right. That's I mean, half the country is going to say Jim Justice. Or no, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll go with Larry Householder. I'm not trying to pick on Jim Justice. You know, Larry Householder's terrible. There's probably still people who think he's getting a raw deal here. You know who probably should be taking note of the um, Householder sentencing? Who's that? Donald Trump. It's a reminder that you can hit the pinnacle of power oh, sure. and eventually find yourself with an orange jumpsuit. Well, we're going to find out soon, I think, with, with uh, the former president. 923 on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here with me. Uh, I want to talk about a meeting last night, the Ohio County School yeah. Board. We'll do that coming up next. I, I don't want to jump all over with both feet, but I might oh. jump with one. There's, just there's definitely some things worth talking about in the, uh, the middle school student council meeting that Right. <laughs> That's all coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. On the last talk line on Metro News, State Health Officer Dr. Matthew Christensen on the smoke. The smoke really consists of particulate matter, which can exacerbate and, and make worse many chronic health issues, uh, especially for individuals at high risk, like kids, elderly po the elderly population, uh, pregnant women, people with existing heart disease and lung disease. I uh, need to be really, really careful when they're outside. Keep up on what's happening in West Virginia Talk Line weekdays at 10.06 right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll talk to you then. Do you or any of your family members, neighbors, or friends own a property that you just want to be done with it? If so, call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. Would it be convenient for you to take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. Call 614-470-2000. That's 614-470-2000. I don't know what I want to do. I'm just not sure that college is right for me. Have you considered a career in dental assisting? I love my job as a dental assistant. I have flexible work hours, the money is good, and I get to work in a professional, people-oriented dental office. What I really love about my job is knowing that I give people a healthy smile. For more information about becoming a dental assistant, contact your high school guidance counselor. Or if you are no longer in school, talk to a dentist in your community or visit ODA.org. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new extended and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on the Watchdog. Get 11% off everything to complete your landscape project at Menards. Add beauty and an accent to your garden or walkway with mini crackle solar LED landscape lights by Patriot Lighting. The LED light automatically turns on at dusk and off during the day and installs easily with no wiring headaches. Right now, just $3.99 each after 11% rebate. Good through July 4th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problems. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. 
Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Thinking about the time that's passed in my life. Wondering where did it all go? Thinking about the memories that I've left behind. Wondering if there'll be much more. And I know the reason for these songs, but holy mackerel, Bob, they're depressing. It's like man. Downer Friday, huh? I'm just wondering, John McCabe, how much more? How much more do I have? I mean, it's like sunny outside, the, the, the smoke has cleared, and you're playing this music to keep everybody in a depressed state, Bob. how much more. <laughs> how long did it take you to find, some of these are obvious, but how long did it take you to find some of these? I'd be surprised. I mean, I tried to wait. We had country yesterday, so I wanted to stay away from country, but uh, most of them have a, like a country theme, So, uh, but there's a few out there. All right, 71 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. We're looking at 70 at the Highlands. Uh, 70 at uh, my home studios in Elm Grove, where I am not. And what do we have here, Bob? Uh, 69, the last I checked. 72. 72 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. A couple of months ago, a member of the Ohio County School Board, one of the newer members of the Ohio County School Board, Grace Norton, passed away, which uh, left a vacancy. The Ohio County School Board needs to uh, replace uh, her on the board. So they accepted applications from the general public. And then they reviewed the applications, and last night was the night they were going to make a decision, except John McCabe, I guess they couldn't make a decision. No, they, uh, they had, uh, you know, so the process for this, again, people apply, send in resumes, and then uh, we were at the point last night, at the, at the meeting last night, where um, four community members came and, you know, gave a, what, I think, five-minute presentation to the board uh, or asked questions. So those folks were... Uh, Jessica Powers, uh, who's run for school board before, Olivia Littman, um, and then Bernie Albertini and Chuck Wood. So all, uh, all of na- all names that people should know. Sure, Jessica should Powers know, yeah. ran for school board, right. probably the least known, but she mm-hmm. ran for school board. Olivia Littman, uh, who actually does a show here, and mm-hmm. also, of course, is the marketing director for the Convention Visitors Bureau. Chuck Wood, everybody knows. Everybody knows he, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Writes historical novels, has yep. a little bookstore down in Center Wheeling. Uh, space and science is, mm-hmm. his, is his bailiwick. And then... Um, Albert Bert, uh, Bernie Albertini, uh, Bernie Albertini um, COO of, I think he's a COO, right, of uh, East Ohio Regional Yeah, and Hospital. used to be at OV prior to that right. for, so for a long time. So Everybody all have some experience and some names, yeah. but the school board couldn't come to a, a well, conclusion. You know, uh, by the reading of uh, board president Andy Garber um, and an opinion from the state, uh, from an attorney with the State Department of Education, you know, Mr. Albertini and Mr. Wood uh, were essentially immediately disqual- disqualified because they didn't live in the same district that Grace Norton was but, was but from, representing. Right, that confuses me in mm-hmm. itself because when they announced this, they said it wasn't going to make a difference whether you were what magisterial district you were in. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously something changed. Maybe that's a, uh, you know, and opinions are opinions. I think Dave Croft, who himself is an attorney, you know, basically said that. Uh, you know, the kind of the what they were looking at is Grace Norton when, when she was on the board was the only representative from District 1. And the, you know, the way the law reads, at least with elected board members, every district has, has to, to have at least a, one a member. member. Right. So their, their wish, uh, goal, and the, again, the opinion from 
the uh, staff attorney with the Department of Education that was this needed to be a, a board member selected from District 1. So that took it down to Olivia Littman. You know, District 1 is like the Clearview Warwood out in that neck of uh, Ohio County. So that was Jessica Powers and Olivia Littman. And then, you know, so uh, once they got to that point, Dave Croft uh, made a motion to appoint uh, Jessica, Jessica Powers. Powers to the board. Uh, it failed by a 2-2 vote. That was Mr. Croft and Ms. Adderholt, Ms. Molly Adderholt, voting in favor, and uh, Pete Chocolis and Andy Garber against. Uh, you know, then I think Pete made a motion to appoint, uh, Pete Chocolis made a motion to appoint Olivia Littman, and that one failed 2-2 two two by the same vote, you know, the same split. So now it goes to uh, to Michelle Blath, a new, brand, literally brand new state she's superintendent been, no, of schools, been in there for I, ten days she's or been, so. I'd be clear that she's she's seven been days. in the department yes. for a long time, but she's been the superintendent for a week, literally I seven mean, days today. Yeah. So I mean, uh, and Bob and I were talking about it earlier. Here's, I don't know really what could have been done. It, I, I wonder if it when we had two 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 votes, if there couldn't have been. All right, let's let's talk about this a little bit more and have a little bit more just and try let's mm -hmm. try and break this stalemate because uh, Michelle Blatt, as I understand, is a very very good woman. She'll make a good state superintendent of schools. Hey, she's going to keep things running just as they are, and we know how great the state school system uh, runs, Howard. I mean, that's the biggest crock in history. Let's in a not lot go of ways, down that road. That's a whole different story. On this even particular it's day, she doesn't know, and anybody in that state superintendent's position would not know. Olivia Littman or Jessica Powers just doesn't know them. No. The school board themselves, the members themselves, the current board, had resumes. I assume they had interviews with the with them. No, no interviews prior there to There were it. presentations made at yeah. the board last night. Again, they actually are well known in the community, so it's sure. not unknown. To to Michelle Black, their names on a piece of paper and Well, what's it gonna come down to? Let's be honest. How is this going to play out? And most likely. Let's just let's just spitball here. So the two educators on the board support one candidate, right? So I'm going to assume if the two educators on the board support that candidate, that it'll probably go that the superintendent and assistant superintendent would favor that candidate over the other because it's going to make life a little bit easier on their end. So, you know, I'll be very surprised that if it's not Olivia Littman, just because of the way the, the thing, things work. You know, this other, works. The other thing that bothers me, if I read Jocelyn's story correct, Jocelyn mm -hmm. King wrote the piece in the paper this morning, the school board said that she could pick one of those two or pick somebody else. Could. It, it is now her choice. Pick me. Pick me. Pick You're me. You're not in District 1. Don't make a difference. Pick <laughs> me. Pick me. Um, I mean – it just seems like they're punting a decision that they, they really, really are. This they is just figured out how to make this. One hundred percent. This is a, a clear abdication of their duties in so many ways, and you know, and, and this really does go back. You know, we talked about it when it happened. Uh, you know, when when the new board members came on last year, and there was a what I'll call a gentleman's agreement that Dave Croft was going to remain as the president for one more year. And the meeting where they go to appoint the president, all of a sudden, Andy Garber's the new president. And, hey, that, that's, that's how politics work. But, you know, since then, the state, you know, there's just this clear divide that has been three to two in favor of, you know, the what used to be Pete Chocolis and Andy Garber and Grace Norton. Um, and, you know, on, on most, not, most issues were unanimous in board because they're just, you know, they're, because that's, that's just how you run. Right. But um, there is a clear divide that's formed in, on some issues on this, you know, with this board. 
and my concern always comes down to what are they there for? They're there to serve the students of Ohio County. That is what it comes down to, students and families in Ohio County. And they can't let personal differences get in the way. And, and I'm not saying that they do because, they again, the system runs. It runs as it's supposed to. Things are, uh, things are being done that need to be done. But it does look, they look rather ineffective when they can't come to some agreement for a one-year appointment on who's going to be on that board. Um, I, when uh, Molly Adderholt made the nomination or the motion to, uh, to approve um, Jessica Powers, she made the point that she had run for office, mm -hmm. therefore had the support True. of the community. And I, I hear that. On the other hand, that was not an issue. When they laid out the criteria, it wasn't sure. who's had support of the community before or who ran for office before. No. Sometimes it's <coughs> normal to say, well, okay, the person who ran came in second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't. Th I think I don't think that's relevant. I think that the uh, fact that it's she not ran relevant. It, it's a, it's something that's that's worth noting. I mean, you know, and they had, um, you know, I think several several people, including a couple of uh, retired teachers, who were there in support of Jessica Powers. Um, you know, and saying that you know she's always willing to step in and has helped from the beginning. You know, one uh, one was a, a good friend of mine, Rick Thomas, who runs the uh, retired from Bridge Street, but ran you know runs the Ohio County Archery Program. Um, Another, I can't remember the other teacher's name, but you know, these are folks who, who you know. So I think the whole point with that was to show that she has broad community support already. Um, not that this means she's more qualified. David Croft, according to the story, says though that it would be disrespectful of the community for the board not to select her. I, I, I just don't agree with that. I, the, the, the board should make the decision on who is the best candidate, not who ran for office. You know before. what I thought was disrespectful last night, Howard. What was that? Chuck Wood got he was disrespectful. No, he got disrespected. Oh, um, by by Mr. Croft. He he Croft called him out for uh, for his the library of, of the all library things. Yeah, funding. because you know Chuck believes we should have a library, and you know you know and this goes back to the issue from what two three years ago now when the board with an eighty million dollar budget you know had to have three hundred thousand dollars from the library for locker rooms and uh, what sports fields I believe was the stated intent <laughs> they won't say that now but that's what they said then but anyway um, Chuck Chuck's been a longtime supporter of the library he wrote uh, several letters to the but editor so same here and you know and, uh, and and mr. Croft unfortunately felt the need to bring that up last night and I just thought that was kind of a cheap shot. Again, all I know is what I read in Jocelyn's story, but unlike some people, I actually believe the newspaper. Yeah. Um, according to her, David Croft asked Chuck Wood if he would be appointed. Would he act in favor of the students of Ohio County, or would he favor things you personally have a connection to? What a slap I'm, in the face that was. I'm not even sure what that means. You know, and I'm not sure. I mean, I, I know what, the context, but what does that mean? You know, um, Libraries are there to educate, yeah, first to enrich. Yeah, first of all, it, it what would they call it in in court, uh, based on a premise that's not in evidence or something. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the claim there is that supporting the library someone does not support the students of Ohio County, yes. and I disagree with that. Uh, so do I. Uh, but that, that's an issue that's been long gone. I don't know why it had to be I, brought it, up. And that was the whole key is why bring it up again last night? Why resurrect something that – you know, get certain segments of the community, hence me and you and a few others, <laughs> fairly fairly passionate, that are fairly passionate about it, you know, gets us a little, gets our dander up a little bit. Uh, so your best guess is that uh, the superintendent, state superintendent's going to pick Olivia Whitman? I, I would think if it's she's going to choose among the two, um, you know, after, you know, 
a few phone calls to certain people who are in education already of who would you rather have. I mean, that's how the system works. Let's not be naive and sit here and act like it doesn't work that way. Come on, Bob. It's uh, Bob. Bob. <laughs> I'm thinking of Bob because I'm sure Bob is agreeing with me. That's the well, way the system is works. Is that not the way the system works? No, come on. Everybody makes decisions based on what's best for the Larry Householder. We just talked about him. Come all right. on. Well, d- d- all right. <laughs> I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to say these folks are, are Larry corrupt Householder. like Harry Householder or any of them, but. You know, this is this is going to come down to. I mean, Michelle Blatt is in a, an unenviable position because you have two candidates, don't know either one of them. In Who all do you seriousness, pick? Bob suggested earlier that the school board should have just flipped a coin, and I there's a procedure, so sure. that's not an option available to them. Ms. Black could do it. Sure, she could. I, I don't know either one of these two. Right. Boom, heads it's Lipman and tails it's you know powers. Yeah. Powers. Yeah, that's whatever. And that may be as easy as anything else. Yeah. All right, it's 9.40, till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, not a lot of other news local to talk about. A couple of fun things we can get into. Mm-hmm. The city is a family-friendly city, and we've got a new pocket park they're working on and so on. Uh, a couple of minutes and all of that. Coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. West Virginia Metro News, I'm Chris Lawrence. Smoke from Canadian forest fires could linger throughout the day, and that's creating problems for some people with underlying health issues. Kanawha County School Board member Rick Cavender didn't notice much near of a difference during his Thursday morning jog along Kanawha Boulevard. I've never had, luckily, had never, never had respiratory issues. Uh, so, yeah. I feel okay. State Health Officer Dr. Matthew Christensen says the smoke is leading to poor air quality for everyone. It can affect all of us, even those of us uh, who, are, who are blessed with good health, and uh, can cause things like coughing, congestion, runny nose, eye irritation, uh, throat irritation, even even wheezing, wheezing or, or shortness and of breath. And he's encouraging everybody to limit their time outdoors. State Lottery could wind up the fiscal year with close to $1.4 billion in overall sales. This is the final month of the budget year. The lottery has tallied its revenue through May, and it shows $1.2 billion in sales for 11 months. May brought in nearly $109 million for the month alone from the various lottery games and the slot machines. Money spent at video lottery machines at the racetracks and the local hot spots are running neck and neck this budget year. Year to date, $457 million at the racetrack machines, $453 million at the limited video lottery locations. Revenue from table games has underperformed this budget year. The lottery passed the $1 billion sales mark in April. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WBMetroNews.com. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. West Virginia's SSAC Executive Director Bernie Dolan retires today and says it's bittersweet. Certainly, you know, 30 years in the school system and then eight years uh, here, uh, you don't walk away from it. Uh, I've always said if it's not sad when you're done, that's sad. Dolan had been with the SSAC since 2015. Earlier this month, the agency announced David Price would replace Dolan as executive director. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Chris Lawrence. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care. Close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery 
improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I called the house, but no one answered. For the last two weeks, no one's been home. I guess she's through with me. To tell the truth, I just can't see. What's kept the woman holding on this long? I'm not just thinking about how sad these songs are that you've playing today, but what a change it is from just two days ago. Led Zeppelin. We were, we were a Led Zeppelin bumper music day when Garen was here, and now it's like, oh, we're getting old, we're going to die, I'm going to say to you goodbye. You uh, remind Mr. McCabe to pull his microphone down. Oh, yeah, your microphone is... <laughs> I moved it out of the way there, Bob. And also, I was lounging. <laughs> also, best not to kick the table like you were doing because it's... You were, he was grooving to Garth Brooks is what he was doing. Getting, he was getting very comfortable. Hey, listen, before I get back to, to uh, John, uh, Bob, let's remember, today, you know what today is? Today is? It's Friday, and you know what that means? Donnie Gilbert from the 12 Donnie to 3. The Gilbert Radio Show. He's going to be right here in the newly remodeled studios this Friday. And it's exciting. He's going to have a co-host this week. A co-host? Frank Gilbert will oh, be with Frank him. Frank in the studio. Right here in this studio, the newly renovated studio. Is there enough chairs in there for everybody? Howard? I don't know. Is there enough place to put their heads? Uh, Chase Harler will be in the studio updating on his pro basketball career, giving us his thoughts on Bob Huggins. Elvis Presley's son. <laughs> Uh, we'll be in. Is that, uh, what's, is that Frank? Uh, <laughs> Frank Presley, I think? Uh, Michael. Michael, Michael, Presley, Michael. Michael Presley, live in the studio. And Jason Gebhardt will be here to join with Elvis's son, and they'll team up and sing some Elvis songs right here in this studio. Wendy Newbar from the Ohio County Animal Shelter has the pet of the week. Rich Crum from the American Legion Post 46 in Benwood is in. And, of course, Bear and Lola and Donnie and Frank will have the week's top five right here in this newly renovated studio. Very exciting. That's a really big show right there. A really big shoot. A really big shoot from noon until uh, 3 today here on The Watchdog. Hey, Howard. As as we look at local stories, how much – is Market Plaza bigger than it used to be that Um, that you're aware of? I believe the dimensions of the plaza probably are the same. same. Because, you know, they're going to put – I'm just wondering because the city's going to put this playground in up there. You know, Wheeling Heritage just got this money for this pocket park. Yeah. Where can put all this stuff? Well, I was trying to figure out where this pocket yeah, park was Yeah, me too. Going. I'm just trying to figure it out as well. I, I didn't understand the uh, – I shouldn't say the article because I don't mean it critical of the mm-hmm. newspaper. But it was like it's going to be tucked into a little hidden – I didn't quite figure There's out There's got to be a bump park. out up there somewhere. And I'm not, I haven't gone up since 
you know, to, to really look. But yeah, it's uh, you know, Wheeling Heritage and what was it, Volunteer Wheeling or something got Volunteer. a six thousand dollar grant from there AARP. There are so many groups anymore. I, don't I know, know who these people it's hard are. to keep it straight. Friendlier Wheeling is a group. Uh, friendlier, not fri- no, not no, friends no, of Wheeling. Fri- no, no, friendlier Wheeling. <laughs> is, is there a an group? enemies of Wheeling group? I don't doubt it, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I think they they're on Facebook exactly. for certain. Yes, <laughs> but um, I, I thought this. I mean, I, this is not critical. No. I just, I just. They're talking this pocket park, yeah, and they did get some funding for it. Um, AARP, AARP, Corp. AARP yeah. gave them some funding for this pocket park, but the way it was described, it seemed like it's tucked in. Well, you remember place. we had a pocket park before the health plan went in on yes. the other side of on Main Street, yes, and it really is just kind of this little cut out area in between a couple buildings where they put you know some sculptures and clean it up a little bit. That's essentially what a pocket park is, but I'm just yeah, they got to be running out of room in Market Plaza. I mean, you got people who are out there because you know, they work either in the Stone Center or wherever. Well, they've and, got, uh, first of all, they got parking in the right, right from the Stone yeah, Center. Yeah, then you're going to have got all these party on the Plaza coming up with the Saints and Sinners, and they um, have um, uh, uh, um, oh, uh, desk, not desk. Uh, they got benches and chairs yeah, out yeah. there on a regular yeah. basis. So now the Pocket Park, but I mean, I guess it's good. I, sure. Yes, What's nice is that we see so many different kinds of developments in different parts of the city now. Mm-hmm. For a while, for example, for a while, everything was happening in Center Wheeling. And yeah. that made sense, concentrate everything in one place. But we're starting to see little bits and pieces here and there, and, and that's good. Yeah, and, you know, in Center Wheeling, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll be seeing more of a boom even soon with, uh, you know, when, when WV Medicine starts to really move on that cancer center. I hope we, we see more, but you're right, you think back to when, Celeron Plaza and all of that development happened. Uh, that's downtown. A name from the past. I it really Celeron is. You know, I, every time I drive by there, I think about that's that. That's where the Main Street Bank is. That's yeah, Main Street Celeron Bank Plaza. and all that. I, yeah. I don't think anyone, probably not many people left to remember that. You know, a few, maybe a few city administrators, yeah. you know, people like Rusty Jebbia and Bob Aaron. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, Center Market was the big hub, but it is good to see things happening downtown. And, you know, hopefully, once they get this monstrosity of a of a project done streetscape uh, on the streetscaping we'll see some time and hopefully what we'll see more than anything is private investment downtown a lot of public investment you know uh, we had a story this week on helping heroes and they're renovating the old columbia gas building um you know uh, and then right across the street from that you're going to have the life hub potentially and you've got northwood there so you have a lot of services and you know public investment there you know we really start need you need to start see uh seeing some private investment in town would be would be great um but you know it's it's all good howard the uh, city uh, named one of the friendliest city family friendly cities yeah. in the country this week which is a pretty nice deal it is you know uh, wheeling does have a lot lot to do for families it's you know it's a low crime rate um if you want big city amenities, I mean, we have some here with Symphony, but, you know, if you want, you know, again, you can be in downtown Pittsburgh in an hour, and you can be in Columbus in less than two hours. Um, you know, we've got Ogilvy Park, which, again, I think many people here just don't realize how much of a how much of a gem that is for any community, let alone one the size of Wheeling. Um, you know, and, and it's just a – it's a good place to – to raise a family now are there things you know is our housing stock need some no, need a, a kick uh, in the yeah. butt sure but yeah you, you look at the things that we do have yeah. we have all, uh, we've got festivals and we've got uh concerts all over mm-hmm. the place we've got all kinds of free events paid events there's a growing number of art galleries yep. that are around here 
uh, trying to do more for kids with the playground renovation work, splash pads in different places. Um, it, I get frustrated. I, I, I talked about this with the, the vice mayor earlier this week, and you and I have talked about it often. I, I go online and I see on that Memories of Wheeling page, somebody says, hey, we're moving to Wheeling from uh, Texas. What? Uh, give me some ideas and things to do for families. Turn around, go back home. Well, those would be the enemies of Wheeling. Group. Nothing to do <laughs> here. Really we just drugs and alcohol, and that's all there is. And homeless, <laughs> just go away. Nothing to do here. And I just want to—I want to grab them and strangle them. Are they even real people? No, I, they probably aren't. They probably aren't, and that's—that's that's part of the problem. Is that, you know, uh, sure. Again, uh, Wheeling does need, you know. The, you know, there are things Wheeling needs. Uh, you know, again, we, all you got to do is walk down Main Street and you see how bad uh, you know, the infrastructure here is, um, and the roads are. But you know, uh, speaking from someone, you know, you, you raise three kids, Bob, you raise kids, I've raised kids here. It's a good place. I mean, because again, what you know, what city of twenty five, twenty six thousand people has its own symphony? I don't know if there's another and one. And you've got Ogilvy Institute for yeah. those who want the yeah, arts yeah. and culture. Like so you're right. seeing art galleries coming up. If that's not your, the, the, you go down and have a beer at the Italian Festival. Uh, there's just all kinds. And of again, you've got well. professional sports, you know, yes. an and hour you have, away. And you have amateur sports, you know. And, I, and I feel the same way, but I want to be fair here. If you guys, when's the last time you guys were downtown, like uh, five after nine, and when to get something to eat? You know, if I stayed at the McClure, and I want well, again, at, I got hungry. Yeah, yeah, yes, I mean, I, I would say there is nothing here in Wheeling. Or if I was one of those poor souls, John, you see him because your office down there, that's sitting outside the bus stop. Just waiting or hoping that their bus shows up. Yeah. You know, it's tough on those folks. I bet it they is. feel that there is nothing in Wheeling. Well, you know, um, you're right. And for them, maybe maybe there's not. And that's something, you know, I don't know how you address that, Bob. But it's... Uh, We've got a Life Hub coming. There you go. <laughs> that's how we're going to address it, Bob, with the Life Hub. <laughs> More taxpayer dollars. Yeah. but there, I mean, Look, I'm not suggesting that there aren't problems. There are problems. There are, there are problems and, everywhere. And, and also, I'm not suggesting that... Every, there's everybody will find something. Right. You know, I don't go to concerts, all right, anymore. I, you don't even see me down at Waterfront Wednesdays. Right. That's, but I don't complain about it either. I just, I, you know, my entertainment is sitting there. I mean, let's look at it this way. You know, this is Taylor Swift's in, yeah, Taylor Swift's in Cincinnati this weekend, and she was in Pittsburgh just a few weeks, ago, a few weekends ago. You know, for whatever reason, people are huge Taylor Swift fans. Great for them. But, you know, how many cities can, you know, how many cities can say, hey, you know, within, within, Two weeks. You've within got two, two weekends, weeks. she's within four. You know, an hour of us one week, four hours the next. You know, two weekends later, that's that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Seven till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show, John. Good to see you. Have a Thanks, happy Howard. Independence Day, even though you have to work, and Bob and I don't. <laughs> Bob Westfall's coming up next. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. 
Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We, we are the Watchdog. The summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza Music and Food Festival. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Wheeling. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. It's summertime, it's summertime, and the living is easy, but the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. He said, I'll never again turn the young ladies' heads. A gold running off into Quarters home from the start to the end, and I wish I was 18 again. Mr. Slider turning, well, not 18 uh, this weekend. Do you wish you were 18 again? I do. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but this song made me cry this morning, Howard. Yeah. I mean, gee whiz, it hits me right in the, you know where. Every every year, even before you were here, you would call and have Biff play the song for me on my on my birthday, and it's just like, gee, many Christmas. Hey, um, number, I apologize, first of all, for some reason, just this minute, I've got like 20 messages that came in on the text messages. I can't do them all. This one is either from someone at the school board or someone who is there, it begins with the paper is incorrect. You should really watch the video of the meeting. So many things happen that aren't in the paper. The paper summarized what happened. I'd like to hear your take on it, meaning mine. Uh, and then when I said there was should have been some way to break the tie, uh, this person says there was. Molly Adderholt asked for a motion to reconsider, and I, I don't know what happened with that. So anyways, I... This seems to be somebody who kind of knows what they're talking about. So for all of you who sent texts in this morning, literally I didn't see a single text until two minutes ago, and now they all are there, and I apologize for that. But I don't have time to get to them now because i got to get to Bob Westfall. Good morning, Mr. Westfall. Morning, Bob. Uh, 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 no, no, Howard. Uh, no, I'm Howard. The, Bob is the well, – I started to say he's the old guy, but actually I'm the old guy, but he's the guy getting older this weekend with his birthday coming up this weekend. Well, so. happy birthday, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thank you very much. Like, what, 50? I wish, 45? man, I wish. Uh, <laughs> 61. Jeez, I, I don't like to say it out loud. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not getting older, you're getting better. Uh, I appreciate those fine thoughts, but uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, we're all getting older. All right, let's get a quick anyway. look at what's going on today, Bob. Unfortunately, I'm running late, and I apologize for that. But what, uh, what are you working on, TV7, well, for this okay. weekend? Yeah, we're Related here to, uh, we talked to John Looney at the Vet Center with the Fourth of July coming up. Uh, we're always looking at the situation with veterans and PTSD. Uh, just remember, if you if you live near a veteran, uh, you might want to check out before you start lighting up those fireworks and things like that. Uh, so we've got that going on today. Uh, the new leaders at the uh, Salvation Army, we're going to uh, introduce you to them, John and Candy Lawrence. Uh, I believe they're from Atlanta. They've uh, now taken over. Uh, for the 16th Street Salvation Army. We're excited about that for Wheeling. And then Catherine uh, was at Pittsburgh International Airport, uh, supposed to be one of the busiest Fourth of July weekends uh, in recent memory. So we're going to have an update on travel and what you need to know if you're planning to travel uh, this weekend. Uh, I think somebody said, I think AAA put out 50 million people will be traveling 50 miles or more. So that's a story we're working on today. 
and uh, getting an update on the plans for the new Belmont County Health Building uh, in uh, Belmont County. So DK's out getting that as we speak. All right, lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, check things out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30, the statewide show. And, of course, uh, always at WTF.com. Carry Channel 7 in your pocket on your Storm Tracker 7 app and your news app. Bob, uh, we, 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 as in Bob and I, get an extra couple of days, so we won't talk to you again. Oh, geez, and then we come back on Wednesday. Thursday. And you won't be See you in about Wednesday. a week, Bob. So we'll see you next yeah. Thursday. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Yeah. But in the meantime, have yourself a great Independence Day weekend. Have some hot dogs or burgers or whatever you want to do. Sit at your house and look at the bridge to nowhere for a while. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> have a good weekend, Bob. Talk to you soon. Uh, slider, uh, text. The local suicide rate is going to go up if those bumper songs don't stop. <laughs> it's over. It's uh, over. Wait, no, no, no. Let's not. That, don't phrase it that way. It's not over. No, it's not over. <laughs> All right, y'all have a great weekend. Bob and I are going to begin our holiday right now. He'll go out and get some beer to have his tears in. And there you go. Have a good weekend, there, Mr. McCabe. You too, Bob. I wish I Eighteen again, going where I've never been. But old folks and oaks stand tall just right now. Major decisions on student loan forgiveness and LGBTQ rights on today's agenda. The court will rule on President Biden's student loan relief plan that would forgive loans for more than 40 million Americans at a cost of $400 billion. Another final ruling is about whether businesses can refuse to serve LGBTQ customers. A Colorado wedding website designer says it would be against her religious beliefs to make a website for a gay couple. Yesterday, the court ended affirmative action at colleges and universities and provided more religious accommodations in the workplace. Lindsay Watts, ABC News, Washington. Also in court today on Long Island, New York, embattled Congressman George Santos indicted on 13 counts of fraud, money laundering, and theft of public funds. He's pleaded not guilty to the charges. The air in 23 states clogged and hazy thanks to drifting Canadian wildfire smoke heading south and east. In Detroit, reports of a spike in doctor's visits because of respiratory issues triggered by the smoke. But there is some relief in sight. Rain and a change in the wind pattern is expected to clear the smoky air in most of the areas as we head into the weekend. ABC's Alex Perez. The weekend travel rushes on ahead of the 4th of July holiday. So far, Delays and cancellations appear to be low after a week of airline trouble since last Saturday. Meantime, on the roads, more than 43 million are expected to drive. That's up 2% from last year, up 4% from 2019. The best times to hit the road before 10 a.m. today or after 6 p.m. Tomorrow before noon, also looking pretty good. But the absolute worst time, we're told, is tomorrow after 1 p.m. So getting on the road early or late at night, that seems to be the best option. ABC.